0: Welcome to the Strategy Session Podcast, where ASI's editors provide tips and tactics to help promotional product professionals improve their businesses. In every episode, we go one-on-one with a business strategy expert to gather winning insights. The conversations are sure to be insightful and entertaining. On this week's Strategy Session podcast, we welcome Marley and Jeff Thibodeau. They're a husband and wife duo that owns a large promo products company and decorating business. Today, we're going to talk about branding. Good morning, Marley and Jeff. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Okay, let's get right to this. Uh, When people think about brands, they often think of companies like Nike, Coca-Cola, Virgin Airways. How would you define what a brand is? Well, I think
1: a brand, a brand is a lot more than just a logo. I think it's easier to think in terms of what we see, but it's, I think a, it's a total package. It's the, it's the experience. It's, it's a company's uh, reputation, I guess. Some would say it's a company's promise.
0: Okay. So what are the steps companies can take to building a strong brand? How do the, and then how does a distributor in this industry, how do they help in that effort?
2: I think one of the most important pieces to consider is consistency as you're delivering a message. You have to be consistent all the way through how you're delivering your brand.
0: Okay, and then does that also go consistency with logo placement, with company colors, with mission statement?
1: All of that comes into into play. So I I think that, um, you know, we know that, that that color brand, that color brand, the color helps the brand, that, that, that a company's voice, that, that how they look in print and certainly how they look on promotional items. So I know when we're working with a client and we want to be faithful to their brand, we consider all of those things. Is this item appropriate? Does it convey their brand? Is this the right item to put them into?
0: Okay. You had mentioned color, and um, I know sometimes you... You can get a red coffee mug, and it's a red coffee mug. But how important does it come if that has to be a specific PMS color, a specific red um, for that company logo? Would you suggest using any red mug or finding that PMS color match? Well,
1: if the PMS match exists, that's always going to be our go-to. I mean, as you know, in the industry, if the quantity is high enough, then we have other resources for... For matching color, or or maybe even having a custom, a totally custom mug done that'll match your PMS color. But yes, if it's Coca Cola red, then that has to be a certain red. If it's a uh, you know TD Bank green, it has to be a certain color green. And and those are important. I think for a lot of our smaller clients, um, you know, if we are doing an order uh, a smaller volume or something, then we work with the colors that suppliers have available in their stock items.
0: Okay, um another question here about brands. Um we we think of brands as as products sometimes, you know, like I said Nike shoes, uh Coca-Cola itself. Uh are brands ever associated with people or, or is it always a product?
2: Oprah, Richard Branson, Michael Jordan, Martha Stewart, Michael the Ford. list goes on and
0: on. Yeah. Yeah, so So so, so yeah. how do you how do you help in in cultivating that brand when it's a person?
1: I think it's just uh I think it's an overall an overall package so if it's a personal brand your your personal brand is a, is established is determined not you know by what you do every day by who you are by by your experiences where you go um so you know you have to take all of those things in, into consideration
0: and and is there a danger so you mentioned Oprah as a personal brand she's sitting there on set or she's in public and she's drinking a Coca-Cola. Does it almost come like Oprah has now endorsed that brand because she is a brand herself and now she's drinking Coca-Cola? And do you have to be careful good, with those things?
1: That's a good question. I'm sure I you know, I wouldn't know the answer to Oprah and Coke, but, but I'm sure that her staff is certainly mindful when it comes to what Oprah is seen drinking or wearing or what is on the set because, because yes, she is that strong of a brand and, that, and certainly that powerful of a personality.
0: All right, so what are the do's and don'ts for brands that help companies achieve brand loyalty or as Ken Blanchard would say, create raving fans, you know, what do you need to do beyond the consistency? How do you, de- you know, develop programs, promotions, uh, just how you're seeing the public eye?
2: One of the best ways that I've become a raving fan has been when there's been a problem. So. The way a problem is handled can be your best opportunity to create brand loyalty and be and have raving fans come to you. Look, there's always going to be problems out there in the world. We all have problems once in a while that come along, but it's how you respond to those problems that really give you the opportunity to forge a stronger and more authentic relationship with your clients.
1: Authentic. I think that makes sense. I mean, yes, be consistent, but you need to be who you are. You need, to, you, need to be, you need to be genuine. You can't um, mi- misrepresent or, or try to imitate another business or try to imitate something that you're not. So, so I think all of those come into play.
0: So one of the things you said that w- when there's a problem, uh, currently right now I know Chipotle, which a lot of people enjoy going there, uh, has faced some uh, issues with uh, people getting sick. You know, what, what would your advice be to helping fix that brand?
2: I think anytime there's a problem, the first thing you have to do is take responsibility. Yeah,
0: for you need to own it. You
1: need to be forthright. You need to own it. Um, you just need to, you need to admit you know you need to admit the obvious. If there's a problem, you know, trying to pass the buck or trying to make a, an excuse is it, not going to help your brand.
2: The other piece is you know taking the problem somewhat personally. You know, people are getting sick. That was. Your family member getting sick. How would you How would you want a company to respond? Right, well, there's correct. your answer. That, that That can be the guide for you as your own moral compass.
0: Right. The, the, is there ever a point uh, when you think that a brand is unsalvageable? Something has happened where Yeah, this isn't going to work anymore.
1: Sure. If it doesn't. If it doesn't. If the brand isn't resonating with consumers if it isn't being true to what made the brand popular in the first place as times change and maybe even maybe even it's an event or something. I you know, I can see an instance where maybe it would be time to rebrand or give up the brand.
2: So yeah, we- if you can't make a comeback, if you can't turn it around. Right. I think that's true for business in general, as entrepreneurs you know sometimes you go into something and you just can't turn it around There's a time to cut and move on but I think as entrepreneurs we're always trying to to turn it around and resurrect because we love those stories.
0: Is there a life cycle for brands? Um, you know because I can remember back in the 80s bugle boy jeans and you had those commercials all over the place and everyone was wearing their bugle boy jeans and I couldn't tell you right now if you can even find a pair of Bugle Boy uh, jeans anymore.
1: Uh, I I'm not sure I remember Bugle Boy. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I,
0: I guess I'm either younger or older. Uh, Vinny's giving us a, th- a thumbs up that that he remembers your Bugle Boy jeans. So you can't remember. So I I would guess that there there, there can be a life cycle uh, when it comes to a brand. I I would yeah I, I the
1: answer to the question is yes. I believe there is a life cycle, and I think that's determined by. By by relativity, by continuing to be relative. So, if Hugo Boy Jeans was a brand that, at one time, and styles have changed. I mean, look at what Gap's gone through. You know, styles change, and and things become less relevant, and then the brand just just fades. They either either change or adapt, or or they they go away.
0: So, so that would be your answer to the next question: Is how does a client continue to improve on its brand so that it's relevant, that it stays? in the public attention
1: that's it exactly you have to keep adapting and changing for the clientele your audience your customers the people that, that you serve and the people that really made the brand what it is
2: and, and also the world around you look how fast everything is changing oh, yeah. industries are changing our industry is changing things are changing fast so i think adaptability is a strong component of how to stay relevant no matter who you
0: are. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're right because when you look at I mean, digital cameras, I don't know anyone buys a digital camera anymore. Everyone's taking pictures with their cell phones and the fact that Polaroid <laughs> was a strong, strong brand for years and has pretty much disappeared.
1: Absolutely, that's a perfect example, Joe. Polaroid cameras. They just they were a great product, too. They were, they were wonderful technology in their day, but, but they're no longer relevant.
0: All right, well, Marlene, Jeff, I'd like to thank you. I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to say about brands and and creating brand loyalty.
2: One of the new ideas we're exploring is the energy of a brand. And what does that mean? You know, is it a dynamic energy? Is it a a fun energy? Is it a serious um, energy? And to just bring that perspective into how we're looking at brands.
0: Do do you have a specific brand or company in mind where where you're kind of working on that?
2: Well, we're taking a, a good look at our brand. The um, name Brio is a, a word that means moxie, enthusiasm, vigor, gusto, passion, and how we're. Um,
1: we're always we're always working on. Are we you know being true to our brand? Are we being true to who we are as a company? We're only and a half years old at this point. Um, and so we, we talk about that, what, is, what really is the energy in our brand if we had to put it that way.
0: So is, is this something you have to really think about and consider when you're hiring on staff, that, that they fit into that brand? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
2: And we just had uh, two recent hires this year, and we feel they fit our brand very well.
0: Okay, oh, well, hopefully yeah. they listen to this podcast and they realize they're getting a they're gonna good pat on the back there.
2: Yeah, shout out to Melissa and Martin.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, Marley and Jeff, I appreciate your time. Thanks, Joe. And Thank we'll, you. we'll talk to you later. This has been the latest episode of ASI's Strategy Session Podcast. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to asicentral.com podcast.